It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Well, October is... Breast Cancer Awareness Month. A lot of great information out there. And we're talking to the medical director of the breast program at St. Mary Medical Center, Dr. Hiro Fontanilia. Welcome back, doctor. Good to have you here again. Thank you so much for having me back. You betcha. A lot of stuff going on out there. You're, uh, you're right in the middle of all that, doctor. And you've been at St. Mary's for a little while, haven't you? Yeah, I've been here for over six years now. Yep. And... Um, uh, our program keeps growing, and October is just a really special month to get the word yeah. out and get the community really involved with sure thing. breast cancer. You know, you're the medical director, so you have to be the, sort of the facilitator and organizer of the program, but you've sort of grown into that job, right, Doctor? It's been, uh, you try to put all the, all the gears to mesh at the same time. A little, little tougher to do, though, but uh, a, lot, a lot to get done and a lot of things that you can do, which is, which is also encouraging, too. Yeah, I've been a part of the team since I started here. So I'm a radiation oncologist. I um, specialize in treating breast cancer with mm-hmm. uh, radiation, um, but our team involves lots of different doctors, nurses, social workers, and um, the breast program really includes all of those so that we can do the very best for our patients and for their caregivers in the whole right. community. There's so many different components, too, not only the physical, the medical, but also the psychological components. and. Yeah, it's 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 so much, and it's so uh, it's so intense, and uh, that's what a radiation oncologist does. You do the you do the X-rays, but or, and do the treatment. To, but I tell you what, it's it's a lot more than that. It's not an assembly line process. It's a very it's a very personal thing. It's a very scary thing, and uh, you have to be on on you know one to one patient relationship, a big time for this one, right, doctor? Absolutely, Jim. I think yeah. I think we all um, understand that that really the physical disease and the cancer itself is is for the most part a small part of everything that that we suffer mm-hmm. through uh, yeah not yeah. just the the person who has it but really their whole family yeah and it doesn't discriminate young or old or anything like that it's uh, yeah. it's something that uh, has to be dealt with but there are signs and symptoms right uh, doctor that you can sort of check for or be on guard for do you do those kind of things almost like uh, a preventative or uh, early early uh, detection can really be a benefit, right? Absolutely, and I think that's really the most important message of, of this month, um, women and men being aware of symptoms like any kind of changes in the breast itself. Sometimes people, um, women will feel a lump, sometimes there's swelling, redness, change in the size or shape of the, the breast, ch- changes in the size or of the nipple, feeling a lump under the arm. Those are all symptoms that if anybody notices them, to talk to a doctor, to get checked out. But really the other part of this is most breast cancers this day and age can be caught before they're big enough to cause any kind of signs or symptoms, and that's with getting regular mammograms. Right, and uh, the early detection, yeah, getting the, getting the, you being your own best advocate is also is also paramount. There are mammograms, and it should should it be taken yearly, more than that, or um, uh, what, what would be the, the timeline for that, doctor? Yeah, 
And there, there is a little bit of difference based on the individual, your own family history, your own risk. But for the most part, we recommend that women um, 40 and older get an annual mammogram. And there's the last couple of years, there's been a lot of controversy um, with um, how often somebody should get the mammogram and, and, and whether there's a certain age to stop. I think the basic idea here is I think getting an annual mammogram for women older than 40 is a great place to start. But right. always talk to your doctor about your own risk to see if you should be getting it earlier, more often, less often. Right. And, and it's just not uh, one mammogram you're done. You have several angles. You do certain things that can also uh, uh, be detected. I mean, just, you get more than one shot out there, right, to, for the for the x-rays and things like the mammogram. So there's a lot going on there, too. I think the the idea of getting the mammogram every year mm-hmm. um, is really helpful because if there are small things that are just uh, very small and early stage and mm-hmm. they're not caught on, on a mammogram one year, then yeah. the next year they can still be caught very early because sometimes these things happen very slowly and, and getting the mammogram every year helps. Right. The other advance in, in mammogram over the last several years is um, the 3D mammograms. Where yes, before, I was going to ask you about that there. It's uh, it's uh, tomosynthesis, something like that, right? Um, yep. Yep. And uh, how does that work, and what is it, what's the function there, doctor? Yeah, so, so for many, many years, you know, mammograms were would take 2D pictures, so one from the side and one from the top, and just get two pictures of the breast. And even those have been very, very helpful in saving lives and catching things early, but 3D mammograms, just like the word suggests, is taking lots of pictures throughout the breast at, um, at a, every few millimeters so that the radiologist can get a much clearer picture of the, of the breast. And it's been proven that these 3D mammograms, which we um, do all of our mammograms at St. Mary with 3D mammograms, they catch things better and there's less, less chance of finding something and getting unnecessary biopsies. Right. Uh, and also, too, sometimes they say, well, you know, there's a lot going on out there. But sometimes in medicine, they're, they're taking a lot of pictures also to rule out certain things. Uh, uh, they say, well, well, you're looking for this, but we don't rule that out, too. So the more information you have, yeah, they're also ruling other things out so they can hone in on uh, exactly what, uh, what the problem is. And I, I kind of agree with that. The more information you have, the best the best, the best result you can get. Exactly. And, yeah. and thousands and thousands of women have had you know, 3D mammograms and 2D mammograms and research. They've compared the two and found that the 3D mammograms are really just a lot better. Right. Um, it, I was going to ask you about uh, uh, family history. Is that also a, um, a congenital? Is there, is there any linkage there, doctor? Uh, Absolutely. There is? There, yeah. family, there are a lot of different risk factors um, that can increase someone's chance of having breast cancer, and family history is one of those things. Now, if there are members of, of your family, either on the mom's side or the dad's side, who've had breast cancer, sometimes colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, um, even first cousins, that can make it more likely that um, you can have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But most men and women that get diagnosed with breast cancer actually don't have a family history. Yeah. Who have a family history, definitely be aware of it and, 
and make sure that you're keeping a closer eye. But just because you don't have a family history doesn't mean you don't need the mammograms. Absolutely on that. We're talking to Dr. Hiro Fontanilia. She's in the arena, medical director of the breast program, St. Mary Medical Center on our Healthline. Doctor, we'll take a break and we'll have it and come right back and keep talking here on BCB. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Hi, Westbrook here to tell you about my good friends over at Golden Nugget Jewelers. Just because I used to leave it all in the field doesn't mean you have to leave all your money at the register to get her that special engagement ring. Head on over to Golden Nugget Showroom on the corner of 8th and Chestnut to get treated like a Hall of Famer. They've got the best selection of loose diamonds, the best prices, and lifetime guarantees. But what really sets Golden Nugget apart is a family-owned, friendly atmosphere. Golden Nugget Jewelers, it's where Philly gets engaged. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Yes, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and more than aware is Dr. Hero Fontanilia in the arena. A lot to talk about. Doctor, was uh, certain in your career, was something that drew you to the do the breast cancer? Did you have someone afflicted? Is it a personal story at all, or something just dro- drove you, or, or just a most interest? Where were, Where do you stand there? You know, unfortunately, like so many of us, um, mm-hmm. I've had um, lots of close family members and um, friends and their family members who've been impacted with breast yeah. cancer. Um, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law um, both battled uh, breast cancer. And, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, going through medical school, a very close friend of mine, her mom died uh, of breast cancer during that time. And it just is a... Personal thing for you. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, and how, uh, let's just go right to the basics. Uh, how is breast cancer treated? Is there certain stages that happen? It, uh, is there certain uh, uh, markers that you would, you would guide you for a, a treatment? How is really breast cancer treated, doctor? And it very much depends on how um, early we catch it. There's different types of breast cancer. But generally speaking, surgery, radiation treatment, and either chemotherapy or hormone therapy and the combination of those are used for each person depending on their stage and type of cancer. So mm-hmm. the earliest stages of breast cancer, the, the better behaving types of breast cancer usually are treated with surgery and or radiation and hormone therapy, and they usually don't require chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. But it really is very individualized, and that's why we need a whole team at work, no question. Uh, men and uh, men uh, breast cancer. How is uh, how is that treated? Uh, that's a that's something off the board there. Exactly. How does that work? Yeah, it's uh, and I think that in in a lot of ways, men have it even tougher because it is not breast cancer is not as common in men, but still one percent of um, the diagnoses of breast cancer are in men. Most men that get diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, have a family history or uh, can have a hereditary form. And usually it, it is not caught as early because they're not getting um, mammograms. There's really no, no need for men to be getting mammograms. 
But otherwise, once we find it, depending on the type and the stage, it really is treated very similar to to how it is in women. Right, there's stages just like anybody else, right, uh, and, and certain degrees. Now, you talk, we, you talk about the team that you work with, and that's the way it goes today. I mean, having hip replacement surgery, you know, you know your nurse practitioners, you know your x-ray technicians, you know your doctor, you know the front desk, they're taking surveys, you got social workers, you got everything. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you say, boy, uh, there's a lot of people out here uh, uh, taking good care and making sure all the information is jiving and all the all the machinery is working. What kind of team do you put together to uh, in, in your breast cancer treatments? What uh, some of the components and some of the functions that go on with your team? Yeah, and like you said, it, it really takes a, a whole village. So there yeah, are, an army. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. So there, there are many different doctors that are involved, nurses, social workers, um, et cetera. The, the beginning of this journey uh, for many women starts with the mammogram, and there's the, the, the team with the radiologist who looks at the, the mammograms, the therapists that do the, the mammography, if somebody needs a, a biopsy, then a pathologist looks at the, um, the biopsy. We have nurse navigators who, from the very beginning mm-hmm. of this journey, will take a man or a woman through the next steps for all of this. The breast surgeon, the medical oncologist who specialize in the hormone and chemotherapy treatments, um, the radiation oncologist like myself and our team of physicists, dosimetrists, therapists, um, we all work together to make sure that we're doing yeah. all parts of the treatment and diagnosis together. Yeah, the navigator part is those who have those good communication skills are certainly uh, an important just to get everybody clued in exactly what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. And as a patient, let's face it, I, I, and some of the surgeries I have, you, you, you only really hear half of it. And you're, <laughs> you you're know, they, very, yeah. very overwhelming. Yeah, very overwhelming. Yep. You hear it, and so they just keep repeating it over and over again and over and over again. So after a while, you sort of get a good comfort level on what you're doing. That's part of the teamwork and the and the information that goes between doctor and nurses and technicians and all the other things. And it seems to be working out for you. And it's uh, it becomes uh, it becomes a very uh, difficult process because there's technology involved too with all the the rapid communication that comes through. You got to put all that together and somehow <laughs> somehow make it work. Absolutely. And, and, and I think most people feel like with all the different appointments, all the different people that they have to see, it's like a full-time job Yeah. to, to go to all the appointments. And the nurse navigators, mm. your quarterback, helping you make sure that, that you understand everything, that you're, you're getting to places. As a radiation oncologist, you know, you've, been, you've seen a lot. You've done a lot. Um, there's a history here. Is there... At the same time, is there reason for hope? Is there a lot of a lot of good advances you can talk about? Saying, "Hey, uh, back years ago, we we didn't have this, but here we are today with some other things we can really be proud of." Do you do you see the advances and and what are they? Absolutely. I mean, the over the course of the even the last five to ten years, there have been so many advances, and and through efforts like breast cancer awareness, there's been a lot of research. In terms of the radiation part of it, one of our newest um, advances is something called breath hold technique for doing radiation treatment. So when we're treating um, women or men with, when we're treating the left side, that breast is very close to the heart. And this 
special technology helps us give treatment to the left breast area and protect the heart and lung better. It's um, really a neat technology where when the person is getting the radiation treatment, they're taking a deep breath and holding it and moving the breast tissue away from the heart. Yeah, you probably could have a complication too if they're they're also having to be a cardiac patient at the same time. Right, and it's just these these advances are making treatments that have been safe for a long time, but just mm-hmm. making them safer and safer. Right, and 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 a better outcome too, which is uh, which is uh, now you don't have to go through many steps. We can just go cut to the chase here, right, and uh, yeah. and and work it on there, and probably the time difference too would also. Uh, uh, help in the cure in a cure rate too, right? Right, and we yeah. talked earlier about the the three um, D the tomo yeah. mammograms, yeah. which are catching things earlier, making it easier for for patients by not having to do unnecessary biopsies. Mm-hmm. The sooner we catch these things at the earlier stages, the better cure rate there is, and the less intense treatment. Right. Yeah, and it's pretty aggressive too. What you take on too, right? That's a that's uh, that's also important as well that you really get after it in in the early stages. No question about that. Well, we're talking to Dr. Hirol Fontania from St. Mary Medical Center Breast Program. That's right. She's the medical director there on the St. Mary Healthline. Doctor, we'll take a break and come right back. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Elegant ambiance, sophisticated decor, award-winning Italian cuisine and wine. Davio's Northern Italian Steakhouse. Located in the historic Provident Bank Building in Center City, Davio's is a Best of Philly Award winner. Executive chef David Boyle creates seasonal dishes as well as signature favorites such as the Davio's Natural Prime Brand Beef Steaks, award-winning veal porterhouse, fresh seafood, and handmade pastas. Davio's, 111 South 17th Street in Philadelphia. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. That's right, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And for more information about the St. Mary Cancer Center, you can call 215-710-5300. That's uh, 215-710-5300. Or visit www.stmaryhealthcare.org front slash cancer. And that's, that'll get you rolling with the information. And along the way, you may even meet Dr. Hero Fontania, who's the medical director and the breast program at the St. Mary Medical Center. Doctor, you talk about cure, curable, uh, probably the worst words is, well, you know, we'll try to manage it the best we can. I used to hate that, you know, I had other stuff. Well, we'll do what we can. But when you hear cure, that's got to perk everybody up. Curable or cured, that's the kind of talk you want to hear, right? Absolutely. And the earlier um, stage that you find the breast cancer, the, the better. Mm-hmm. And there's some that have battled it more than a few times, uh, multiple times uh, over years, and uh, you don't know how they. You, you probably have to look at, look in the mirror sometimes, and wonder how do, how do these people gear up and keep doing it, right? I mean, that's the that's got to be an amazing part for you. What how their resolve, the patience that you have, is really kind of heartening too, right? Don't you, don't you think so? I think that's the best part of this job, just mm-hmm. seeing how resilient everybody is, and 
and going through this tough diagnosis, many of our patients will worry more about their family members and and making sure that they're getting everything done at home, getting everything done at their jobs, um, and really worrying about everybody else rather than themselves and putting one foot in front of the other every day. Yeah, it's a good point, too, because it's not, not only does it uh, uh, bother the cancer patient, but the cancer patient's family. It's, uh, it's a collateral damage there, the worry. The, they just You just don't know. And that's part of the, the outreach program, too, is keep everybody alert and on top of everything. And that, that's probably something that uh, is important to, uh, to you as well, doctor, to keep everybody in the loop and keep the families pretty much on top of everything, too. Right, and you find that there are so many people who really get their, their strength in, in mm-hmm. a time like this and yeah. find a way to keep going. Are there other things, too, uh, doctor, that, uh, that people can do to prevent uh, breast cancer? I mean, is, does diet help out, exercise? Does, are there certain components in there that, that uh, maybe uh, put the percentages maybe back in your favor a little bit? Absolutely. So there are lots of different risk factors for breast cancer, some that we can't control mm-hmm. and some that we can. Things that we can't control is the, the biggest risk factor for getting breast cancer is being a woman and getting older. Mm. Um, family history also plays a, a role in it. Certain breast conditions that are precancerous uh, can also play a role, and we can't control all of those. But there's lots of research that shows that exercising regularly, having a healthy body weight, limiting the amount of alcohol, um, not having extra hormone replacement, all of those things can lessen the risk of developing uh, breast cancer. And smoking, that's the that's probably where maybe the most of it comes to, and that's always a that's always a tough uh, nut to crack. So many different oh. uh, cancers. I think it, we uh, we really need to support each other and and, and yeah. making sure that kids are not starting to smoke and and uh, if somebody is already smoking, really helping them yeah. to, to quit as much as possible. If you ever had that, you could, uh, uh, that people that quit smoking, they'd be listening day in, day out. Maybe, like I said, just maybe put the patch over your eye. They can't see <laughs> can't see anything. Probably the best thing, but hey, it's always easier said than done, but uh, absolutely. Are there, are there anything we should know that we're getting down to the wire here? Uh, about the uh, the program, the breast program at St. Mary's, doing some other things that maybe others would not, or maybe there's some th- new things on the horizon. There's research and development you could like to talk about with uh, what you see now and what you are hoping for down the line. Is there a certain kind of game plan that you have, Doctor? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm partial to it, but I think we have an amazing team. Um, even the fact that we have a team-based approach to all of this, our nurse navigators, I think that's something that's unique to our, our program, really help to make sure that each person feels very well supported through all of the different components. We already talked about some of the newest technology um, mm-hmm. that we have from the mammograms, having the, the best surgical techniques, having the latest radiation technology. But I think the, the core of our program are the people. Right. Right, and of course you're the director, so you you could also be involved in in, in staff hires too, right? Uh, and and what would you be looking for to somebody work with your team? Other than the, you know, we'll talk about the medical degrees and everything, but there's also so many different avenues and ad, uh, administration posts and communication efforts and social work. There's so many different uh, 
avenues to look at. Would you be in that vein as well as recruiting for your staff as well? Our goal here always is to make sure that everybody on the team focuses on the patient. Mm -hmm. And it really, the culture here is such that the community is supporting Mm -hmm. St. Mary and our program and everybody within the the program is really all about the patients, and right. I think it's it's easy to, to see when a patient comes through here and they, they really feel that this is not just copycat. Yeah. Everybody well, gets the, the same standard treatment. There's an assembly line, as you mentioned. Before. Yes. Well, at, at times it can, it can be that way, but uh, uh, I think that with all the surveys and feedback that they have now and uh, they're just trying to be as in touch and in tune as possible. I give them credit for that, having been a little exposed to it myself. But uh, at, at your at your and too, doctor, you're in, as involved as the director, sometimes there's just so much going on. You really have to re- rely on their information. You're delegating, uh, motivating, whatever you have to do. You're sometimes you're more than a doctor. You're almost like a football coach there, working on the team there. It's uh, you sort of have to put all the gears together. And it takes somebody special to do things like that. Unfortunately, we have a, an amazing team. All of the different team members that I, I mentioned, there really is world-class mm-hmm. um, care. Our different departments, many of them have been accredited by national organizations where they come in every couple of years and make sure that everything is, is um, the latest and, and, and really done with such quality Right, and you have for probably continuing education like in all businesses. I'm sure that's got to be pretty interesting, too, if you have to go to some convention and find out some maybe new piece of equipment or some treatment or some drug has been uh, involved that uh, just gives everybody a little more hope. That's got to be pretty exciting, too, in your travels. I mean, you're, you're always in that. You're in the information business yourself. Absolutely. I mean, things are, are fortunately changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Every couple of months, there's something new that that's coming out, and um we're really proud to be a part of that by doing research. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our patients will will um, help, you know, move the science of this forward by by enrolling in research studies. Yes, we've had the research development people on there, and they it's pretty exciting when they find something. Hey, let's uh, and we need patients to do this, and everybody seems to be all in on that. And because all of these new things that we're finding, things mm-hmm. um, treatments improving, it all happens because. Um, patients are are uh, willing to to um, to be a part of these research studies and and trying to to do things better for the mm-hmm. people that in the future. Yeah, that's right. You got a gutty and gritty bunch there. Do you ever go across the country to lecture or uh, at all, doctor, on some of your experiences with with others? I mean, there's got to be a lot of networking amongst other parts of the country with what you're doing. Somebody else's might be doing something and trying to get as gather as information. Are you in that? lecture part of it or mostly a home home base there um you know we've we've uh, published reports in medical journals presented mm-hmm. at at national conferences um recently there is a, a national um accreditation body called the napbc which goes and and looks at breast programs throughout the country and they highlighted our program for the quality ah. uh, piece of it and we um we were invited to go down to their national uh, con- um, conference in Florida and talk about how we ensure quality within our program so that everybody throughout the country can learn from how we do things. And, and there were other places that were 
um, that we learned from when, when we were there as well. Ah, spreading the gospel, that's a good deal. Anyway, so, well, for more information about the St. Mary Cancer Center, you call 215-710-5300. Visit the web, www.stmaryhealthcare.org, front slash cancer. You may even get the chance to meet Dr. Hiral Fontania. You just never know. They're the big team out there at St. Mary, and a lot of good things are happening, and a lot of reasons to be positive, and a lot of reasons to be excited about what's going on at the St. Mary's Medical Center, too. And, Doctor, I thank you so much for taking the time and uh, spreading the knowledge, and I'm sure we're going to be talking again soon about uh, the uh, breast cancer and what they can be done to cure, and, and hopefully we'll have more good stories to tell about cures and everything else to go along with it, too. And then we'll have some more good stories to talk about, right? Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your help in getting the word out and, and really just helping to, to support all the family and, and patients that are dealing with um, with breast cancer. Well, you keep doing the good work, and uh, we'll be talking again, and uh, hopefully we'll have more good stories and a lot more positive outlooks and uh, outcomes to talk about, Doctor. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you next time. Thank you. All right. Dr. Hiral Fontania, she's right in the arena, no question about that. She's the medical director of the breast program at St. Mary Medical Center, and for a Wednesday at 9 o'clock, St. Mary Healthline, we keep you in touch here on WBCB.